0: Thank you for listening to the Cross Podcast. Today's message is by Senior Pastor Mark Farnell. For more information about Cross Church, visit our social medias or go to our website at crclife.org. We hope you enjoy the message.
1: Uh, the psalmist uh, wrote years and years ago Great is the Lord a most worthy of praise, his greatness no one can fathom. And that's a true statement it is impossible for us to uh, completely and totally fathom uh, the greatness of god the height and the depth and the width of the greatness of god the power of god's greatness however we can see and enjoy and tell others about the greatness of our god we see god's greatness in his son our savior jesus we see god's greatness in his creation we see god's greatness in his word before us we see god's greatness in the men and women of scripture who uh, through their testimonies encourage us to walk by faith today we see god's greatness in our lives we see god's greatness in our relationships we see evidence of god's greatness in our church family our god is the one true awesome and almighty god and we know as followers of jesus we get a front row seat to watch God work, and what a seat it is. Paul told us, God is able to do above and beyond, immeasurably more than all we can ask, think, or imagine, according to His power at work in us. to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. Jesus told us, "My Father is working, and I and working also. Paul told us, but it's God who's at work in you to will the work according to his good purpose. Paul said, I am sure of this, that he who started the good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. The work God has started in us is salvation. God has saved us by his grace through our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. God has rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us in the kingdom of the Son he loves. In him, in Christ Jesus, we have forgiveness, redemption in and through the blood Jesus shed for us. And so we know that God is always from that moment of salvation, he's at work in us. And the good work God's going to complete in us is sanctification. God is working in us, making us more and more and more like Jesus, day by day, and he'll continue this until he calls us home to spend eternity with Jesus. Our part is to believe God, to trust God, to obey God, to seek God, to follow God, to talk with God, to listen for God, to speak and respond to us, to watch for God to work in us, for us, through us, and around us, and to rejoice when we see God at work. Our part is to walk by faith, by God's power, not ours. And that's what we're going to continue doing this morning uh, during this time together. God has something exciting planned for us this morning uh, from His Word. God, late last night, changed the sermon uh, and He changed what He wanted to happen this morning. The sermon I prayed and prepared and planned all week to preach uh, for you this morning. God said, you're going to push that off to next week. It's on patience, so it kind of makes sense that God would do that. Uh, truthfully, it is. Uh, and he said, we, I want something different this morning. So um, I'm excited uh, to be here with you, uh, to share uh, what God once uh, shared, and uh, to Uh, rejoice in his work. Uh, I need to let you know the outline in your bulletin uh, is not going to work this morning. So uh, I don't want to stress anybody out. uh, I don't know that might. So I'm letting you know ahead of time if you're going to take notes. And I want you to take notes. Feel free to take notes. If the Lord calls on you to take notes, that's great. It's just not going to fit in the outline that you got before you. So you'll have to kind of write around or do whatever you got to do uh, to take notes this morning. So uh, God, God's going to move us in a little different direction and uh, we had a blessed time together in the first service and I know we will in this service. So open your Bibles with me uh, to Psalm chapter 24. Psalm 24 is a fantastic psalm. It's a psalm written by David, the psalmist of Israel. And uh, David wrote many of the psalms that we see uh, in the Old Testament. And in this one, psalm in particular, as he did in others. But in this one, he focused in on the greatness of God. And David uh, focused in on our great God and his greatness uh, in the words to this psalm. Psalm 24, uh, I'm just going to read the first couple of verses. Uh, David wrote these words, the earth and everything in it, the world and its inhabitants. The earth and everything in it, the world and its inhabitants. We are in the sermon once again this morning. Don't miss this. We're in the Word of God. Again, we're seeing it. Every week we talk about this. We see it all throughout the world. We're in the world because we are the inhabitants in God's world. So the earth and everything in it, the world and its inhabitants, watch this, belong to the Lord. Okay? For he laid its foundation on the seas and established it on the river. Our God is a great God. I want to share a couple of stories. The first, uh, I want to share a a God is great story uh, about his work here in our church family. Uh, God is a a great God. He's at work in Crossroads Church. He's at work in our lives and our ministries. And I want to share uh, this story. It's a story about how God is at work in his world and how God uses us, you and me, our church family, in his work, in his world. It's a story about how God will accomplish his purposes that he has set forth. God will accomplish his purposes through you and through me. It's a story about how God will stop at nothing to do his work in us, through us, around us, for us. He will send us, empower us, gift us, equip us when he wants, to go where he wants, to do what he wants, which is to go and make disciples of all nations. It's a, truly it's a story of the greatness of our God right here within our church family. A couple, about a month and a half ago, a couple months, maybe a month and a half ago, uh, a young couple uh, came and visited our church. Uh, they came first uh, to the second hour, and they visited our uh, Spanish-speaking service. Uh, this couple uh, is a young couple. Uh, they are from Bolivia, and uh, they are missionaries in the country of Bolivia. Uh, the husband is uh, a native of Bolivia. He was born and raised there. Uh, the wife is uh, from the States, and uh, they were here uh, in uh, the Lilum area. And the uh, They came to our uh, service in uh, Spanish uh, that first Sunday. They got a chance to meet our Spanish-speaking brothers and sisters in Christ who are currently meeting right now, and they're such an awesome group, a loving group, an amazing group of brothers and sisters for us. We're all one big family, Uh, and they got so blessed by uh, our members uh, in uh, their Spanish-speaking service that they decided to come week after week after week. They started coming during their time of furlough here uh, in the States, and they started coming on Wednesday nights as well. They were coming to the Wednesday night Bible studies, the men's study, the women's study in Spanish. They were coming on uh, Sundays. And uh, they had recently gotten married. And they had celebrated the marriage with uh, the husband and his family uh, in Bolivia, and they had a wonderful celebration. And then they came to the States. It was his first time ever in the States, and they came here uh, so that they could also celebrate uh, with her family uh, here in the States, their wedding, and get to know uh, the families. And so it was a fantastic time. And so when they came here uh, to Little Elm, they got here to the States, his first time ever in the States. They got here. Her mom lives here in Little Elm. Her mom uh, is uh, planted here in Little Elm. And so they got here, and they immediately Googled uh, a Spanish-speaking service. Our service came up, and so they came that first Sunday. And they obviously, as I shared, just fell in love with our brothers and sisters who speak Spanish, had a great time together. And during the course of their time here, they were fellowshipping with one another. Uh, They were uh, eating together, fellowshipping with one another. This young couple shared about a need that they had uh, as missionaries in regards to their mission organization. They're missionaries with the ITM, the International Tribal Ministries, and uh, they had a need uh, that they shared about uh, for their ministry back in Bolivia. Uh, This ministry, they shared, they had recently purchased a second plane. Uh, They, as part of their ministry, uh, they go and feel called by God to go and take the gospel to the mountain uh, jungle Uh, villages in Bolivia where there are no roads. The only way in, only access is by plane or by boat. And so they go back and they take missionaries and they take the good news of the gospel to those areas, those uh, jungle villages, those people, those tribes in Bolivia to share Jesus with them. They also take medical supplies and meet medical needs. They take physical supplies and meet those needs. And uh, they had recently purchased a plane because God's blessing them in their ministry. But the problem was they couldn't use the plane. It wasn't operational. And the reason the plane wasn't operational uh, is because uh, there was issues uh, and repairs needed with the avionics system. Uh, And without those repairs and maintenance to the avionics system... They couldn't access uh, the plane, which meant they couldn't get the gospel to the folks that they were trying to get the gospel to because they were trying to double their ministry. They had pilots and repair folks there, maintenance folks there, but they weren't able to fix uh, this avionics issue uh, that was keeping the plane grounded and keeping it from being able uh, to be of use. And so they were sharing this need at this fellowship with some of the brothers and sisters from our church family. And God made certain that, part of that discussion group part of hearing that need was none other than our own brother jorge rivas jorge rivas a faithful member of our church family his wife beatrice kevin kelly and kayla uh here in this service and uh faithful members last three years of our our church family and jorge is actually involved uh, in our espanol ministry and jorge was there uh listening as that need was uh, being shared and he sent me this email Jorge sent me this email 10 days ago. It said this, Dear Pastor Mark, last month my family and I had the opportunity to meet this young couple who came to Crossridge's Spanish service and participated in Wednesday classes. We were able to spend time with them and get to know each other better. Thanks to that, we learned about the ITM of which they are part. International Tribal Ministries does evangelistic work in Bolivia, my country of origin. In the jungle where roads end and there's no access other than by boat or plane. Therefore, they use small planes to move from remote places to the city. They recently acquired another plane that needs a lot of maintenance and repair work. So I was motivated to help because God has given me the ability to do that I am an avionics technician. I asked permission from my boss, for whom I am a contractor, and coordinated the dates to do this project. It will be a blessing to be able to help these brothers that without knowing them, I love them in the Lord because they are taking the gospel to my country, to places that are not easy to reach. I wanted to let you know about this project first so we can pray together, also to be a blessing for the church and the missionaries, as it already is for me. Jorge Rivas served 14 years in the Bolivian Air Force. Jorge has a passion for taking the good news of the gospel to the nations, especially his nation of origin, Bolivia. Jorge loves to share Good news of the gospel. Jorge got on a plane last night and we got word this morning that he landed in Bogota. He is currently on his way to La Paz uh, where he will connect with those missionaries. He'll spend the next 20 days using. God's gift to help get that plane up and running and in my last conversation with Jorge before he left he said this to me he said pastor he said I hope God allows me to be early with the repairs he said because I want to get on one of those planes and I want to go back and I want to Go to one of those villages and I want to see what God's doing and I want to share Jesus with those in my home country. So just so you don't miss this, and I don't think you are, but just so you don't miss this, God placed a call on a young girl's life to missions years and years and years ago here in the States. He grew her in her faith to the point where he provided her the opportunity to go on mission to Bolivia, to take the good news of the gospel to the people of Bolivia so that she could meet a young man in Bolivia who God had also placed a call to mission on his heart. And he was growing in his faith, using that call and fulfilling that call by God's power to do mission work in his home country of Bolivia so that they could meet one another there in Bolivia, so that they could... Get to know one another in Bolivia so that they could fall in love with one another in Bolivia so that they could become missionary partners, husband and wife, a dynamic duo, missionaries ready to serve those folks in the hard-to-reach areas in the jungles of Bolivia together so that they could get married and enjoy a service in, Bo- in Bolivia with his family so that they could also get married and enjoy a f- service and celebration with her family here in the states so that God could bring him to the states for the very first time so that God could bring them to the state of Texas so that God could bring them to the North Texas area so God could bring them to Denton County so that God could bring them to Little Elm, Texas so that God could get them on the computer in their home in Little Elm, Texas so they could Google looking for a Spanish-speaking service so they could come to Cross Ridge Church so that they could be blessed by the brothers and sisters here in our church family, so that they could be loved by the brothers and sisters in our church family, so that they could be encouraged by the brothers and sisters in our church family, so they could get a little bit of what it's like to be a part of Crossridge for the year or for the month and a half that they were here uh, on furlough, so that they could, in that time of fellowship, share the need they had back in Bolivia regarding the avionics issue with the airplane, so that God could make sure that Jorge Rivas members... Here for three years in our Espanol ministry would be at that fellowship so that he could hear about that need, so that God could speak to him about that need, so that he could be motivated to go fulfill that need, so that he could go to his boss and ask for time off. Oh, by the way, being a witness to his boss and his coworkers in the name and power of Jesus Christ, so that he could meet with his family, get the support of his family, so that he could share with us his church family, so that he could get on that plane last night, so that he could get to Bolivia, so that he can spend the next three weeks fixing that plane by the skills and the talents and abilities that he has, all so that those folks in the villages of Bolivia can hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ so that we can stand and sit in awe of God today. Amen. 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 So that we can rejoice that our God is a great God, and so that we can know this morning, you and I both now know that we literally are on mission in Bolivia. We're on mission through our prayers for Jorge and his family, which we'll do this morning, and all those involved in that ministry. We're on mission through our support and giving, because of your faithfulness, we were able to help make sure that Jorge gets there and gets back so that he can do what God's called him to do there. So let's bow in prayer. Uh, and pray for Jorge. Father God, I just pray right now. In the name of Jesus, we pray and we are just in awe of you, God. You're an awesome God. You're a great God. Father God, the earth is yours and everything in it, the world and all who live in it, Father God. We belong to you. And Father, we pray for Jorge. We pray that you would bless him, that you would protect him, that you would watch over him. We pray for Beatrice and Kayla and Kevin as they're here waiting for him to return. God, we pray that you would protect and watch over and provide for them. God, we pray that you would give Jorge success. Make sure all his tools and make sure all that has to happen to get there so that he can work on those planes so that the avionics repairs and maintenance can be fixed so that father god you will be able to allow that plane to become operational so that the folks in our international tribal ministries will be able to get folks back there in those jungle villages to get the care and the physical care and the medical care and most importantly god the spiritual care they need as they're able to go and share the good news of the gospel of jesus to those in those villages father we pray for those missionaries we thank. Thank you for our part that you allowed us to play up to this point in their lives and what you may have for us moving forward. God, we just stand again and we celebrate you are our awesome God. Thank you for using us in your work, in your world. In Jesus name I pray, amen and amen, amen. Give the Lord a hand. I said there were going to be two. Two testimonies. And so we've got a second God is great story. As you know, uh, John and Ebi Chandrasekhar are missionaries. Uh, to uh, the country of India, their home country of origin in India, and they minister in India. Uh, John and Ebby are faithful members of our church family, and God has sent them out uh, all throughout the time they've been here, and now he's sent them out uh, for a much longer purpose to go back to their country and to minister uh, to those folks uh, who are locally lo- located right around them, but they also have a ministry extension up into some areas that are far from them, and you'll hear about more about that in a minute. Uh, John and Ebby have a passion to the good news of the gospel to the nations they love sharing uh, and teaching about jesus christ crucified risen and exalted he loves preaching the word john gets opportunities to preach the word over there We understand, we all know this, we are on mission in India as well through our support prayerfully for John and Ebby, through our support financially for John and Ebby, just like we are with Jake, Ginger, and Timber in South Africa and now in Bolivia, and we're doing the same uh, here with John and Ebby through India, and we're looking at many other partnerships that we're going to be able to establish as God leads us in other nations where we can be a part of getting the good news of the gospel to those folks. And so John and Ebby are back on furlough for uh, a time of rest. And so I've asked John, if he would. John, would you come forward? And if you'll come up, and John's going to come and share uh, and give us a brief description about what God is doing there in them, for them, through them, around them in India. Uh, We've got some uh, slides that he'll show as well, and we'll be able to kind of get an idea, a little bit about all that God's doing uh, through them. And uh, y'all say hi to John. Say hi to John. All right. John, if you would just share with your family about, about what God's doing.
0: Oh, thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Uh, good morning, and uh, greetings to all of you in the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord is great, not only in the United States, but He is great all over. Uh, the world. God has put a deep desire and passion in our uh, pastor's heart, the the pastoral team, uh, the deacons, and the elders, and all of you to love the world. So I'm so blessed to be part of this church and to take the gospel to the other side of the world. Uh, In India, we have an opportunity to live in a mountain place at this time. Because there are some tribal people, they live in this mountain, it is in, uh, in the state of Tamil Nadu, and the, the whole state is speaking Tamil, at the same time, these tribal people are speaking their own uh, language, they have their own culture, they have they have their, their own gods and goddesses. So we found one tribe. The tribe is called the Baraga people. The Baraga people, they are all over the mountains. They live in 465 towns. Among that, only four towns you will see Christian Vadaga people. So, we are attached with the Christian Vadaga people. This is the church that we are attached with. They, they Normally, they don't mix with other people. They want to protect their culture. They have a rich culture. They don't want to mix with other people. You cannot go and live in their town. So, We we are attached with those people. We go to that church and the church is not at all having any growth. Even though there are so many people in the church, they don't come to church. Their, Their habit is mostly men are addicted to alcohol, and women mostly work in the tea garden, picking tea leaves, and that is how they, they make their life. You know, men mostly spend their time and money in alcohol, and they don't bring money home. And the women, out of their hard work, they support the family. So we started loving those people. We uh, we we are part of that culture. We, we started moving with them and helping them, and and uh, uh, showing love to them, and that is how they have accepted. You know, last uh, January, one young man, 47 years old, died because of excessive alcohol. <clears throat> we were not dead that time, but last August, 30 years, 30, 38 years old man drank excessive alcohol, and he was not uh, uh, wake up in the morning, so uh, he was unconscious. He was about to die, and we took him to hospital immediately, and uh, you know, until evening he was not awake, and uh, later with lots of medication, he got life through the Lord Jesus Christ. And people are afraid now. Because God is able to provide life for one man, you know, because this is not, uh, not uh, uh, common that once they are taken to hospital, they will not come home. But this time, one man is alive because God has given him life. So now people started coming to church, you know, the first day. When we went to the women's meeting, there were only two ladies in the meeting and the pastor's wife was teaching. And we I felt very bad, you know. So I dropped Ebbie and I came. We have to do something. So then we started telling every home, please come, please come, please come. And we started giving them some snack after the fellowship. Now 25 ladies are coming and attending the church. They are, they are, you know, somebody has to tell them that Jesus loves them. Somebody has to tell them there is blessing only in the name of Jesus. It is not going to church. It is not giving money to the ministry, but in the name of Jesus, if you believe in the Lord, Your house will be blessed. That is the message by God's grace. We're able to bring them and people started coming in. Their culture, everything they dance. Can you put that dance video, brother? They dance for everything. Death, they dance. Marriage, they dance. Christmas, they dance. Carol service, they dance. This is a cottage prayer meeting. This is uh, their language, they sing in their language. In the cottage prayer meeting, very few people were coming in the beginning, 10 people or five people, but because of uh, the love that we showed, many people are coming. And this is one of their celebrations. Okay, so they sing, they dance, they drink alcohol, their culture is like non-Christian culture, but it is, it is time for us to tell them you are different. Christians are different. So it is not that our mission is not just to tell gospel to the Christian, but We have to bring those people into Christ and through them we have to go into the non-Christian Bhargava people to to come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ because it is difficult for us to go and talk to them because they speak a different language. So this is our mission where we are. But in the northern part of India, the northern part of India, the mission is going really well. There is lots of persecution, as you hear in India, there's a lot of persecution, torture in northern India because there's not Christians in north India. So there, the mission that we support is right in the heart of Christian, uh, the, the Hindu capital. That is Varanasi. If you Google, you will see Varanasi is the capital of Hinduism. That is where the river Ganges is running. If anybody dies in the river Ganges, they will go to heaven. This is the... Very significant part of uh, Hinduism. So this is what the ministry is going on. It is like, uh, you know, the the thief is hiding behind the police station. So the ministry is just going right in the heart of uh, Hindu capital. And so many people are coming to the Lord Jesus Christ why because this mission through this mission they love people they love people they lavishly love people and bring children the poor children and uh, they educate them they teach them english they give them they give them snack and they love on them They they don't simply teach Jesus. They give love first, and then when they come to the the house for listening, Jesus, they will talk about Jesus. A lot of people are coming to the Christ. A couple of months back when I was uh, uh, talking to the mission director, he had a uh, desire uh, because they don't get electricity in the town. In the small towns, they don't get electricity. They get hardly two hours a day. Uh, sometimes that two hours they give in the middle of the night, two o'clock or three o'clock, just for the namesake. So literally, they don't have electricity. So I said, do you find any uh, uh, solar option? So he, he inquired, and uh, he came and said, uh, uh, you know, they, it cost about 30,000 uh, rupees for one house uh, for electricity. That will give them two bulb lights and one fan and something to charge their cell phone. I said, that that should be fine. So we paid the first one, and I said, just try this. Try this for the one missionary. And uh, so they installed one solar panel for 30,000 rupees. That's about $410 and the missionary was so happy because they get electricity 24 hours a day and they get two light bulbs hallelujah and one fan and the 120 degrees temperature so they are so happy i said okay now put it on the newsletter so anybody is uh, trying to help. Then the mission director said, no, no, we should not write. If God is giving, he will give in any way. We will just pray about it. So within a couple of weeks later, our Sunday school, uh, Mr. Filer's Sunday school, Zoom meeting held. So we had a Zoom meeting, uh, men and women, we all were talking about so many things and uh, uh, Mr. Feiler was asking, anything is happening in northern India, anything that we can do, I I just bursted from my heart. you know, the, they are out of electricity, so if uh, uh, we give them some solar panel, at least they will get some electricity. So Mr. Filer was so happy and he gave four uh, solar panel installation. And Mr. Jeff gave one, Mr. Our Deacon, uh, Greg gave one. So ultimately, eight of them, eight missionaries got the solar panel installations and they are so happy and when i said to pastor mark and he said there's two more and pastor mark is going to provide for two more uh, solar panels, thank you pastor and they are so happy and it is you know the mission is going in the not in the way in such a way because indian people are spiritual people you know in America when I say to my friend you need Jesus you need God they'll say oh we'll talk about it later we will say, uh, John it is up to you you hold it but in America in India We can talk about God to anybody, everyone, because we have 3.3 million gods and goddesses in India. We have so many gods. For everything there is a god, but we need to tell there's only one god who can give you life because he has given life for you. So that you will have life today. So that is what going on in North India. These missionaries are not just a, not, not ordinary people, IT people, uh, teachers, but they left their job and they are doing God's work there. And they are now we are training the same local people. They are they are they are speaking a different language in that area, Bojburi language. Mostly in northern India they speak Hindi or some other language, but these people. They speak Bojburi language. So we are training the Bhojpuri people because when you present gospel in their own language, it is more effective. So on the northern part of India, we are we are preparing people to present gospel in Bojburi language. But in the southern India, among the tribes, we are preparing people to present gospel in their own body language so that it is more effective and we are uh, integrating ourselves with that culture so that many more people will come to know the love of Jesus Christ. Amen.
1: Man. You can can just tell a little bit that Brother John gets excited about the gospel. Just, Just a little bit. Uh, what a blessing. What a blessing for us. And Evie, uh, Evie, raise your hand back there. Evie's right back there. And uh, Evie is uh, John's uh, loving wife. And what a blessing it is for us to be able to support you, brother. And they've got a local, I want you to understand, we, when we're praying for them, we can pray. They've got a local ministry around them and that community tied to that church as they're helping folks come to know Christ and grow in Christ and live for Christ. Uh, but then they also have that outreach to northern India where that is a lot of where we hear about the persecution and the missionaries and the, the Christians, the churches being burned and the houses being burned. And, and a lot of the persecution is happening in that northern part of India, which is where the solar panels and how we're able to, to help provide through uh, our church family, we're able to be a part. And so, as we've shared, we're on a mission with John and Abby through our prayerful support for them and our giving support for them. You can go ahead and have a seat, brother. Give him a hand again. (laughs) Psalm 24. Let's look at it. The earth and everything in it, the world and its inhabitants, belong to the Lord. For he laid its foundation on the seas and he established it on the rivers so what does this have to do with us today well these words from david years and years ago inspire and instruct us to walk by faith in god to walk in obedience to god these words From David years ago, along with the testimonies that we've heard, inspire us this morning to grab a hold of some truths that God brought us here this morning. I firmly, firmly believe he brought us here this morning so that we could grab on to a few of these truths because we need these truths. We need to be reminded of these truths. These truths aren't going to be new to most of you, maybe not any of you, but they're truths that we need to be reminded of because God wants us to know these and to keep these at the forefront of our minds because they're for us, but they're also for those that God's going to place around us this morning this week so that we can minister to them and so let me just share these truths with you the first truth is that god knows us he knows us god knows you and god knows me god knows everything about you and god knows everything about me the earth is the lord's and the world and all its inhabitants belong to the lord The Lord knows you and he knows me. He knows us better than we know ourselves. We look to the outward appearance. God looks right to the heart. He knows our motives. He knows our thoughts. He knows our emotions. He knows our fears. He knows everything about you and me. And the one thing that I find so amazing is that God not only knows us, he knows everything about us. He literally knows everything about you and me. And he loves us. He loves us. He is our good, good father. And we are loved by him, he knows you. So let me just remind you and help you to understand, It doesn't matter how you walked into this place. As Brother Al shared at the beginning, maybe you walked in feeling lonely. Maybe you walked in here feeling burdened. Maybe you walked in here and you're exhausted. Maybe you walked in here and you're stressed out. Maybe you walked in here and you were in the middle of a very hurtful circumstance, a situation. Maybe you walked in here and you're dealing with grief and sorrow because you've lost a loved one recently. Whatever the case may be, you walked into this room and you were carrying a heavy burden. I want you to know, what God wants you to know is he brought you here because he wants you to hear this. He knows you. He knows you. Everything about you. He knows you and He loves you. The second truth we see is that God knows our needs. He knows our needs. This is amazing. God knows your need and he knows my need. Now, there are times when we may question this, we may doubt this, we may even get to the point at times where we don't believe. That god knows our needs because of certain circumstances we're dealing with or maybe because of something someone says to us or about us or how someone receives us or how someone acts toward us or other circumstances or what's coming on us or at us or around us and at times we may not believe that god knows us we may not believe that god knows our needs maybe it's because we've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for god to move and it doesn't seem like he's moving at all and we may get to those points we don't believe that he knows our needs but let me just reminds you he knows your need and he knows my need. Our circumstances don't change that. He knows our needs. Right where you're at, whatever that need may be, he knows that need. And better than that, he promises that he'll meet all our needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. That's his promise to us. Now, he meets our needs and we are able to receive and rejoice in him as he meets our needs as we... Walk by faith in Jesus as we keep our eyes on Jesus, as we depend on Jesus, we're able to rejoice in Him. The story continues after the first service. A family came up to me, whereas in the first service, right here, they've been visiting our church for the last several weeks. They've been praying and praying and praying about joining a church family, getting connected, and starting to serve. They've been praying, they've been waiting, they've been praying, they've been waiting, they've been visiting around, they've been visiting here. And they were in the first service, and they came up to me after the first service. They said, you're not going to believe this. They said, but we just want you to know the story continues. That story you told us about Brother Jorge? I said, yeah. They said, there's a young lady that we are extremely close to that's going to be benefited and is going to be blessed by Brother Jorge because she is on mission through the International Tribal Ministries, and do you know where she serves? She serves in Bolivia. Do you know what she does? She goes into the villages to take the goodness of the gospel. He looked at me and said, I think God's telling us we found our church home. God. That's God. There's no possible way. None. That's him. Our needs now he doesn't always meet him when we want him to he doesn't always meet him the way we want him to but he always meets him and his way is always best so God's reminding us because we need this reminder personally we're gonna need it for our ministries this week God knows us God knows our needs God is working in us listen he's clear God is at work in his world by his power for his glory. We've seen evidence that we knew this coming in. We've now heard more evidence of it that makes us even more strong in our faith and our understanding. This is God's world. And he's at work in his world. He's at work in Bolivia. He's at work in India. He's at work in Northern India. He's at work in Southern India. He's at work in Little Elm. He's at work in his world. And he is at work in you and he's at work in me and his work in us is one and the same. It's the same work that he's doing in us. Now it looks different because we're different, but it's the same work. That work is transformation. It is the work that God is doing in you and me. He's transforming us and making us more and more like Jesus. Whatever that means for you, it may be different for you because of where you're at in your stage of life, but at your area and your point of growth, but he's doing the same thing with all of us. He's transforming each one of us and making us more and more like Jesus. That's why we're here this morning. That's why God's going to continue his work throughout the afternoon in our life teams. That's why God's going to continue his work throughout our lives and our ministry as we minister to the congregations around us. This week, he's at work, and he's at work in us. For some here, maybe this morning, his work in you is to draw you to faith and trust in Jesus Christ, because maybe you entered this room yet, and still you have not yet received God's gift of salvation by your faith in Jesus. That's okay. You're in the right place, because you're going to have an opportunity to do that. God's at work in us. But I want you to see the, third, the fourth truth is that God is at working through us as well. God is working through us. His work in us is for us, but it's also so that he can go through us to those he places around us. God is working through us to help others know Jesus, grow in Jesus, and go for Jesus. God is working through you and me and he's ministering to all those he's placed around us through us. God is blessing others through us. God is encouraging others through us. God is helping others through us. God is loving others through us. God is ministering to others through us. God is using us as the hands and feet of Jesus to minister to those he places around us because he's an intentional God. He's a sovereign God. He knows what he's doing. He always does what's right, and he places us where he wants us so that we can do what he calls us to do in his strength for his honor and glory. And we Once again, get a front row seat to watch him work and to be a part of his work in his world now how do we join god in his work if god's working in me and if god's working through me how do we join god in his work what can i take away from this morning well you heard it in the first testimony you heard it in the second testimony you've heard it uh from uh, brother john this morning you know this the way we join god in his work is real simple it's by giving to jesus growing in jesus and going for jesus that's how it works we're always giving growing and going as followers of jesus christ brother jorge gave his time Talents and treasures to Jesus. That's why he's in Bolivia today. And for the next three weeks, doing what God's called him to do. John and Ebby do the same thing. We do the same thing. It's through our giving of our time and talents and treasures, through your faithful giving, and this is what's so exciting for us, through your faithful giving and the tithes and offerings, week after week after week, when we have that time of worship through the offering, that allows us as a church as a big family in Jesus, to minister to those God places around us, both here and far away. There are times when God prepares us and we plan all kinds of ministry activities, and that's why we budget so we can plan for those activities, and God fulfills those needs through the giving that we receive. But there are other times where God just says, I'm going to give you an opportunity right now. Are you ready? Do you want to join me? Here's your opportunity. And through your faithfulness to give, we're able to do just that. We're able to meet both. That's what happened with Brother Jorge. So what's going to happen with Brother John. They they still got two missionary families that don't have solar panels to be a blessing to them. Do you think that God's given us an opportunity to meet that need? Yes, he has. He's already allowed us to meet the need for eight of those families. I asked John, how many other missionary families are there? How many more do we need? And he said, two, Pastor, just two right now. So we're going to meet that need. We do this as we grow in Jesus so that we can know the truth of God's word. We need to know this word. This word, as John said, man, there is blessings in Jesus Christ. The scripture says we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Does that mean our lives are going to be easy? Does that mean everything's going to work out well? Does that mean all of our prayers will be answered when we want, the way we want, how we want? No. What it means is when we have received every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus, we are blessed today and for eternity in Jesus Christ. And he empowers us to deal with all that comes against us, the the trials, the tests, the struggles, the difficulties. We know that that's part of God's transforming work in us, making us more like Jesus. And so we're able to rejoice as we give and grow. And then we go. We're going to Bolivia with Brother Jorge through our prayer support in the next three weeks, our giving support. We'll be joining John and Ebby again as they go back the Lord's strength to India through our giving support, our prayer support. It's exciting for us to join God in his work. Now, the one thing we have to remember is that this is all within the context of there's a fight going on. There's a fight in the middle of this. Why is it so difficult at times for us to remember these truths? We know these truths. They're very simple. They're very basic. They're very foundational to our understanding from the word of God, that God knows us. He knows our needs. He meets our needs. He's working in us. He's working through us. The reason at times we we lose sight of this is because we're dealing with opposition and resistance from a spiritual perspective. Why? Because as followers of Jesus Christ, we are in a battle. We're in a battle spiritually. It's that battle of spiritual warfare. It's the reason why sometimes we feel like we take two steps forward, and then we end up taking five steps backward. And we keep going, and then we keep pulling. We're in a battle. This battle is fought on two fronts. The internal front is first that's the battle inside each of us the battle with our sinful desires of our flesh that as Peter says wage war against our souls so listen I am my worst enemy you are more than likely your worst enemy God is at work in us and he's helping us to be successful in that internal battle That battle that each of us face, that struggle with temptation, that internal battle with the sinful desires rage inside of us and it pulls us to try to go the, the, the flesh's way instead of the spirit's way. The second battle is the external battle. That's the battle we fight and we wage against our enemy Satan, his demonic forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Temptation, the lies, the accusations, the doubts from our enemy, who's trying to steal, kill and destroy us, who's prowling around like a roaring lion looking to devour us. But we, understand it and know as followers of Jesus, we fight from victory, not for victory, because we've already won the victory in Jesus. Amen? We have won the victory in Jesus, and we know there is no one and there is nothing. There is no circumstance. There is no situation. There is no issue. There is no problem. There is no question. There is no temptation. There is no doubt. There is no stress. There is no fear. There is no worry. There is no care. There is no concern. There is no hurt. There is no pain. There is no one. There is nothing that is too great for our God. No one, nothing. And we have a relationship with God by his grace through our faith in Christ Jesus. And we know faith is the uh, the assurance, the reality, the substance of things hoped for. The conviction, the evidence, the the certainty, the proof of things not seen. And God launches us out on a day-by-day basis to do ministry in his power for his glory as we follow him by faith. This is the privilege that you and I have as followers of Jesus. We are victors in King Jesus, both today, now, and forever. So let's walk in our victory in Jesus. Once again this morning, let's walk in our victory in Jesus. Let me encourage you, if you are here and God's calling you into a relationship with him by faith in Jesus, you've not made that decision, do so now, here, today. Our prayer partners are gonna be coming up front. They'll be standing here, they'd love to pray with you, for you. Opportunity for you to pray with someone. Maybe you got a need, care, concern. Listen, we don't always know everyone's need, cares, and concerns. If you've got one and you need prayer, maybe you're one of those folks who came in carrying that heavy burden. You need to let us know so we can pray for you. These prayer partners would love to do that. Maybe you can just go to a brother or sister, say, listen, I just need some prayer support. That's what we're here for. That's what we do. We're brothers and sisters in Jesus. We Pray with and for one another. I want us to take opportunity this morning to go on mission here right in this room. Here's an opportunity, here's a challenge. I want you to go, prayerfully go, and encourage and pray for brother and sister in Christ. Maybe you know someone in this room that is exhausted in the battle currently. Maybe you know someone in this room that has been wounded recently in this battle, spiritually been wounded. Maybe you know someone who's fallen down in this battle spiritually. Maybe you know someone who's suffering from grief and sorrow at the loss of a loved one. Recently, I want to encourage you to go. Go and pray a blessing over them. Go and be an encourager to them. I want to ask John and Ebby, if you would come down here. John, would you bring Ebby down here to the front? And, and Beatrice, I'm going to ask you, uh, this is Jorge's wife, Beatrice. And, and, and if kids want to join you, they could join you. If not, that's okay. Uh, but I want to ask you, uh, and, and I want uh, Beatrice and Kevin and Kayla, uh, this is Brother Jorge's wife and kids, and then John and Ebby. John and Ebby, I want to ask if you would just stay and, and stand right here. And then Beatrice, if you and uh, your kids would come over here. Uh, listen, these are our families, And I want to encourage you, church family, to move and to pray over them and to pray for them and to be a blessing to them. Pray for the Rivas family as they are away from uh, uh, their uh, husband and father, Jorge, as he's away in Bolivia, using the gift that God's given him to bring on and glory to Jesus' name. Pray for John and Abby. This is an opportunity for us to stand up. You don't even have to wait. Uh, you can move, even begin to move now. As God's leading, this is what God wants us to come and just lay hands on these brothers and sisters. Lay hands on them. Pray for them. Bless them in the name of Jesus. Just encourage them. Uh, and, go, and you can go both. The, the altar is open. You can come and kneel and do business with the Father. As the Lord leads, let's respond to him in obedience to him. For some, that means we're just going to stand and we're going to praise God. And so we're going to do that. Let's stand now and let's worship in obedience to the Lord. Let's move and work.